If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. You're about to go to Vegas. Well, not like really. <laughs> not in, really. Oh, I guess in a week. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that'll be fun. Yeah. I feels fun. Can't wait. I have no other plans to travel at all before I guess I'll go. Oh, I actually I am going to see my family um in a few weekends. Just fly up to Oakland. Nothing big. That'll be fun though. Yeah, gonna see my cousins, uh hang out with my niece and nephew. Um possibly now outside we're gonna I don't know, because Delta variant, which I am on the record saying is a hoax. <laughs> but my family um, thinks differently than I do. Wait, are you on the record? No, well, I'm I guess not. no it's not a hoax. I just I like I don't know. Like I said previously, I, I'm not really I'm, you know, masking up when people tell me to mask up, but I'm still going to movies. I took, I told you off the air, I took a tennis lesson yesterday um, with like a group lesson with eight other people and we were just like sweating all over the court. So I have no idea what that means. Well, you're outside. Yeah, but like, I don't know. We're, I was like sweating like into the, like the ball basket. <laughs> I, I don't think, like, I don't think COVID go, travels. Goes through sweat. Okay. I don't think so. We're like breathing like, heavy. Yeah, that's where you would spread it. Breathing heavy. But no one, I mean, yeah, everyone seemed comfortable. So we'll see. Were you wearing masks? No, no, no. Oh, God. I would have. I mean, it was like I, I literally hadn't picked up a racket in probably three or four years. And I haven't played tennis regularly in over a decade. Um, yeah. And so 
and it was a you know group lesson with a lot of people so there were there was plenty of downtime where we were sort of like waiting to you know take our turn or you know play a point or whatever mm -hmm. so it was about as low like energy as a tennis lesson could be and yet i was still i mean completely out of breath and then as soon as i finished the lesson just like walking to my car my legs i was just like oh fuck yeah my legs are killing me and actually this morning i woke up and i could barely move but now i also took two tylenol and half a romanian codeine mm. so i'm feeling my legs are feeling a little better right now yeah that'll do it yeah um well i did a walk through at equinox Ooh. um which I'm like very on the fence about. I don't know if I want to join it or not. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I mean, if you're going to use it a lot, I I never really joined fancy gyms because I just, I don't know. Like I, I just usually do the machines or, you know, take a shower or whatever. So I like a, you know, Gold's Gym is fine with me, but Equinox would be really nice. I mean, like, I feel like I'm just, I hate working out so much. Like I need there to be like this extra element of like luxury or something going along with it to get me to do it. Um, and I've always been a part, like tried to do like basically like the nicest possible like workout clubs that I could be in or like have a membership to like a really bougie like class thing or like studio mm -hmm. or whatever like I always want that and I've tried to do kind of like bottom of the barrel like I don't know I was doing this like boot camp with this guy at the park um right before COVID started and I was just like I don't want to do this with this fucking guy in the park like yeah. I don't want to do this like I want to go somewhere nice have like a fucking eucalyptus towel like I want there to be like branding and marketing i want them to sell special like socks for the occasion like i want to pay top dollar and be treated like royalty <laughs> and i mean taking go, even like a expensive gym like equinox if you're taking a bunch of classes uh like that adds up too so it's not really going to be more expensive than that i mean if you use it and make it worth it then okay but yeah. like that's still an the expense will still be there it's just sure. like if you're getting a lot out of it or not um because then i found this other gym i was like i don't like i was trying to find like a middle ground like isn't there a gym that's not like just where everything is like purple and yellow and like yeah i don't la seems to not have because like in New York, there was um, Crunch and New York Sports Club, which were like the mid grade ones. Do they, they have, have Crunch out crunch. here? Yeah, they have oh, Crunch out here. The crunch is a good sort of, it's not as, it's not as I, like low end as, as Gold's or LA Fitness, but it's not as fancy as Equinox. I would definitely describe Crunch as being purple and yellow. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like, yeah, I guess there's primary colors, I but it's know. nicer. It's nicer than some of them, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I've thought about crunch. But the new, I mean, Gold's Gym in Glendale, I I mean, it's pretty much brand new. They're also apparently the old Toys R Us by my house, um, right next to the Costco. They're making that into a gym. And I mean, that's close to me, so that's why. But I'm like, oh, this would be, I mean, it would be completely low end, I'm sure. But I would be able to walk there. So I might join that when it opens. There's this one I found downtown where the membership is $10 a month. And that's wow. like 
and then you can like go up to $20 if you want to do like the really fancy one but I just don't I mean I feel like I think the problem with that is if I did the um really fucking cheap one and it was like far I would never Never go go. because I'd be like, oh, it's only ten dollars a month. Like, I wouldn't even care. If you you join a gym downtown, you're never gonna go. No, never. The uh, when I lived in Queens, I was um, belonged to Planet Fitness, and that was ten dollars a month. But did you go? Yeah, because it was it was like a block away from my house, and so I did go. But it was so. I mean, there. I don't even think there were locker rooms. Or if there were, there were like no shower. If there was a locker room, I never went in. I would just shower at home. Like it was bare bones. Yeah. When I lived in Chicago, I briefly joined the YMCA. Oh, yeah. And it was like one of those YMCAs where like people lived in it. And it was like very not fancy. I'll just say I, I um, belonged to a couple of YMCA's when I was in Brooklyn and they were actually pretty nice. Like the Park Slope yeah, one like, yeah. and the Bed-Stuy one, they both had pools. Yeah. I think that there's like a pretty, like YMCA's can be really like either really, really nice or like there's like a, I don't know, what's the word? A wide margin, a, yeah. a wide range. I was looking at, I don't think, I it was one of those like price upon request. So I'm sure it's way too expensive, but I was looking at joining the Toluca Lake tennis and swim club. That also seems like it would be really far. Not for me. I mean, cause it's right. I'm right off the freeway. So I think it would be like less than 15 minutes. It would be, a li- I mean, a little farther than I would want, but it's, uh, it would be pretty close for me, I think. Yeah. And they have um, obviously tennis courts and a pool and a gym and it sounded really nice. Yeah, I mean, that would be so nice to have to join one that had tennis courts. Mm-hmm. And they have a Equinox restaurant. Equinox has there. a pool, but it does not have a restaurant. It has like a juice bar and it doesn't have tennis courts, but it has like, I do think you can rent like racquetball or something. Yeah. I don't know. But even a juice bar, uh, the Gold's Gym in Glendale didn't have a juice bar. They just had a refrigerator full of bang oh yeah i got addicted to bang when i worked out there um yeah i remember you told me that it's dangerous i like i'm so my caffeine levels for the past year have been so moderate like i am pretty much sticking to like one cold brew in the morning so a couple months ago i like got a donut for breakfast and then there's a 7-Eleven uh just from the donut shop in my neighborhood um I don't even know what it's called I think it's just called donuts I don't think it even has a name but there's a 7-Eleven right next door and I was like oh I'll have a Red Bull with my donut and I got not the small not the eight ounce one but I got like the 12 ounce one and I drank it and I was like fucked up for the whole day I don't think I can ever really have a Red Bull again yeah Oh yeah, I like well Red Bull isn't is taurine. Yeah, it's like taurine and caffeine. It was too it was too much. And I used to I used to drink Red Bulls. I mean not super regularly, but like not that irregularly and it would have been fine. I don't know. I was never a Red Bull person. Just like the whole thing about it just like put me off. I don't know what it was. I just like never liked the idea of it. I always like was f- fine drinking coffee. Like I never felt like I needed like extra, like an extra push in the morning beyond yeah. that. 
and I mean, I've had like Red Bull vodka and stuff, but never like, I've never like, I don't think I've ever just like bought a Red Bull and just like drank it. I would usually just do it like on road trips. Um, I would always have a Red Bull when I had to drive early in the morning, but then yeah, like in college, always pre-gaming with vodka Red Bull or tequila and Red Bull. Yeah. Even when I drank it, it was only because it was like at, like, it was like a serve to me. Mm. I've never ordered one. I don't think or made my own. Made your own. Oh, made your own vodka and Red Bull. I was like, brew your own Red Bull. No, like I never bought Red Bull to like mix with vodka at home. I never did that. I just, I only, if it was like at a thing, like, I feel like when we were in high school, um, was the time that like it was like very like it was like popping off and like mm-hmm. they it would be like the it drink to have yeah yeah well you you were in high school and I was in college so I think that probably yeah. tracks because I remember the, the first time I had Red Bull was I was in high school and like that was right when those commercials started coming out that were like the weird like Red Bull gives you Red wings and stuff wings. yeah um but then yeah vodka Red Bull and then I'm old enough that like um what are they called? Like, uh, cocaine, vodka. Cocaine, well, of course. No. Uh, what were the things with Jägermeister floating in a thing of vodka? What do people call those? Or Jäger- floating in a thing of Jäger bombs floating in a thing of Red Bull. Oh, Jäger bombs were with Red Bull. Yeah, I think so. Oh. It was like a Red Bull and then they would do a shot glass full of Jäger and put the shot glass, the full shot glass in the Red Bull. And then it would like, that was like a Jäger bomb. I thought it was with beer. I always knew it with Red Bull, but maybe that's I mean, you're a, probably right. Maybe that's an I NYU thing. I don't maybe. I don't know. It's disgusting. I don't remember. It's so disgusting. Honestly, yeah, cocaine is like better for you than Red Bull, I think. Yeah, just like I mean. But anyway. Um what there's so there's literally nothing going on in goop they are they have abandoned yeah like i mean they're not even like posting things on instagram really gwyneth has posted like two times in the past month i'm looking right now yeah Um, she's on fucking vacation yeah she's in amagansett i did like to look at like who uh like megan is in um jamaica jean is in iceland and she did this whole instagram thing about all the different fish soups that she's eating um, she, what is this Amagansett dinner party she had where this woman in a jean skirt is like lecturing her about something? I don't know who that woman is. Such an incredible and special delicious night with It's a Dinner. Oh, it's probably just her caterer. By Anna Hito, one of two favorite Goop alums I got to see tonight. I'm so proud of you both. What a night. I guess she left... She was the food editor at Goop and she left to start a company called It's a Dinner, which is a field to table dinner series and newsletter highlighting seasonality and small businesses. Oh, wait, so she was the food, she was before Caitlin before Caitlin? I mean, that she used to do that. Yeah. It's a and dinner. now she does. What is field, field to tables like foraged food? I guess it's like farm to table, but. She just says it differently because she wants to be different. I guess so. Must be nice. I would really love to go to the Hamptons this summer. <laughs> well, I mean, considering summer lasts for 10 more days, I don't think that's Yeah, I don't think it's happening. 
<laughs> I mean, I think of, I literally have like been to Montauk maybe five times in my life. And I, it's like, I, I pretend that I'm like in the, the in crowd, even though I like know like two bars there and like literally had to sleep on the beach the last time I was there. Yeah. And also wasn't it like 15 years ago? <laughs> and it was like, no, more like 10 you years got ago. like scammed by this old woman yes. and sleep on the beach. Yeah. That last like, the trip. little boy in um, White Lotus. It was totally like that. It was totally like that. Except I didn't even have a, a chaise lounge. Yeah. Or a bitchy older sister. No. I wonder, um, yeah, how my personality would have turned out if I had a bitchy older sister. I just had a sweet younger sister. I was the bitchy one. Yeah, I'm like the, definitely the bitchy older sister, but I like, I've always liked guys that had older sisters. Mm. Like, they usually understand women, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can well. See um, anyway, sorry. Now I'm just like stuck on this woman's Instagram, just like looking at it and thinking Guilty about type, how yeah. my life could have turned out differently had I made different choices. I know. Oh, well. I mean, there's still time to, it, it just seems like such hard work to be a, like a caterer <laughs> in an upscale location. And like, oh, to, like, I would never want to do that. To people. No. But I do always find it inspiring when there are people who are definitely in like the service industry who've managed to like m shift it to like make themselves seem like they're having like a glamorous life. Yeah, too. I think it is really tough to do. And I think you have to, I think you really have to co compartmentalize your humanity a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because um, like at the end of the day, no matter how sort of fancy and upscale your services are and how skilled you are and how respected you are like to some of your clients, you're still going to be thought of as like lower than them. Of course. Yeah. But people will think of you that way. I mean, regardless. Yeah. No, that's like true. there are people definitely who think Gwyneth Paltrow was like lower than them. Yeah. Wow. Um, who? I don't know. Like billionaires? Like royalty and billionaires Royal royalty, and people yeah. who have money without having to like be actors and go on Instagram yeah. and stuff and like people who don't have to like start newsletters and work i mean she's working so someone will always look down on you for that like that's, that's true well there will always be assholes out there like everyone's got a an asshole hating on them mm. um what else oh the, i don't know if i guess people will be interested in this that are listening to this podcast but there's that new show about the wellness industry sort of called nine identical strangers did you yeah, see this i've seen that it's coming out it makes me kind of jealous because i feel like our writing style is finally being appreciated on hbo and i'm like i feel like we started all of that with like our pilots that are that were so widely circulated in yes the within the industry years. like la's biggest I, secret aggie and brian's unproduced I'm pilots not, I really do think that I'm like, wait, like we were writing this stuff years ago. So I thought that kind of about the white Lotus too. <laughs> I was like, this is insane. But I mean, not that we're as good as, I mean, Mike White is a genius, whatever. Anyway, I haven't seen nine perfect strangers or whatever it's called. Or yeah. Nine perfect. I was saying identical. I did see, um, there's this, uh, I know, you know, Brian, but for our listeners, there's this like funny Twitter account called Americana at brand memes, which is like um, an account that makes memes about this mall in Glendale called the Americana. And a lot of you probably know what it is, but he did one where it was like, 
he's always comparing like it'll be like something good will be the Americana and something bad will be the Galleria, which is like the mall across the street from the Gallup from the Americana. That sucks. I'm over explaining this. Anyway, he did one of those tweets where like the Americana was the white Lotus and the Galleria was nine perfect strangers. So I was like, okay, like that's all I need to know. I guess I don't need to watch it. Yeah. I I watched the first episode. There's I think three have come out so far and I'll continue to watch it just because like there's not that much on right now, but it, it was very, I mean, it's the same, it's David E. Kelly who did uh, Big Little Lies and it's actually based on another book by the woman who wrote Big Little Lies. So it's like very much in that vein. It's not as satirical as The White Lotus. It's definitely not as smart as The White Lotus. And at least in the first episode, like it takes place in this on this wellness retreat, but they don't really even, like it's more about, I don't know, introducing all the crazy characters. They don't even have like good sort of specifics about the wellness industry that would, that like people like us or people that listen to our podcast would appreciate. It seems very sort of like general so far. Uh, is it on HBO? It's on Hulu. Uh, Hulu. Are you watching the new American Horror Story at all? There's like a there's a new anthology, even though it's already an anthology show. It's like they made it more, so it's like not even by season. It's just like different. Ep- it's every episode. Oh, uh, so it's like, like the Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Okay, no, I, I I stopped watching that. The last one I watched, I think, was like the Trump one. Whatever was that four or five years ago? Oh yeah, Cult. Yeah, and then they did. I didn't watch the one with the camp. No summer camp one, but Brian watched it because they had to work on it. It was the first one he'd ever seen and he really liked it, hmm. but he's never seen any of the other ones. And then there was one in between that I'm blanking on. I Didn't think. they go back? They did like a second season of like the house murder house, house or whatever or something. They might have. I don't know. I, anyway, I'll go on. Oh, I was just gonna say I I realized like that show there, there was always like certain episodes that I really enjoyed, but I never actually thought a whole season of it was good. So I'm like, I don't need to. Oh, interesting. I definitely have seasons that I don't like, but like, if it's hitting, I will like love the entire thing so much. Oh yeah. Apocalypse. That one wasn't very good. I don't think, Mm. but I loved the, um, the Trump one. Yeah, that it was that one was pretty good. I'm just um, really psyched for the um American crime story, the impeachment thing that's gonna be on. Oh yeah. I'm open to it, I'll say. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll just be one of those shows like I mean, I guess like White Lotus or like Mare of Easttown that like everyone is just sort of watching at the same time and talk about. And I that's just fun. Yeah. Um I waited to watch Mayor of Easttown until it had all, they'd all come out, but I didn't want to do that. I like, I couldn't wait with White Lotus. I like really wanted to watch it. Yeah. I think those shows are just, there's something added to it. If you're watching it week to week and you can sort of, I mean, whether you're actually talking to people about it or just like reading things about it, it just does seem a little bit more like a communal experience, which makes it more fun. Yeah. And it's like good to have to wait for something and for something to be like occupying your mind for like a longer stretch of time than like yeah. one day. And also, like, I, I'll finish, I'm more likely to finish shows if I'm watching them week to week. I, if I'm like binging something after it's come out, I'll probably lose interest halfway through and never get back to it. 
Yeah, I just have my attention span. Like, I, it's hard for me to watch more than one or two episodes of the same thing at a time. So, like, if I try to binge something, I know that I'm not getting as much out of it as if I watched it from week to week. The first show I ever binged, I think, was the UK Office in like 2000 and like I don't know four or something like that. And it was really fun because it felt sort of like bad like oh my god we're just gonna keep watching all these episodes like on dvd we weren't watching them like on there was no streaming or anything but i just had never really done that with a tv show before unless there was like a marathon on like a there would be like a simpsons marathon or like a golden girls marathon on lifetime or something yeah but like it just felt so like decadent and fun but now it's just kind of when I do it, I just feel like an idiot. Like I'm yeah, more. I just get like depressed if I'm just like watching something over. I don't know. Because it's, it, it's so readily available, you know. Yeah, it is crazy. Like Netflix or Netflix's original sort of business plan or whatever of like you know getting DVDs in the mail and sending them back like that. Like the way that people got used to like doing that really facilitated what they became stream like i got those netflix dvds for the west wing and for the first couple seasons of lost and like that was the yeah that was like binging and yeah it was like so fun and then like when i was in college my friend mark um what got me um the oc Mm. and he like i don't know he was like getting he was like pirating it from like i don't know whatever website and like that was also really fun because like we had to like figure out a way to get it for free and like it was like a whole it was like an ordeal to like sure, get sure. it and like it's just like you don't have to work for anything anymore it's I don't know it's not that it's bad I'm not yeah. trying to be like a fucking boomer about like I miss like stealing the OC or whatever I just like um it's just like, I don't know, everything's just sort of boring now. No, I get it. There is a, there's a couple things that I still have to like bootleg, like Jeopardy, because it's not on any streaming service and like you have to watch it live. I have mm-hmm. to go to like illegal means if I want to see recent Jeopardy episodes that aired. Really? That's weird. It is so that's weird. It's like, I, that's, I feel like the big scandal of, I mean, I'm so glad that that got that guy stepped down because he was such a fucking douchebag oh yeah this was one of this was a story that i i like couldn't possibly have cared less about this at all but i assume that you cared about it a lot so if you want to talk about it please oh yeah well i mean i think most people probably know the in the whatever the the main details about it but yeah this uh mike richards who was the executive producer and he was only the executive producer of jeopardy for like the last year it was like right well when alex was sick he like became executive producer and then he just sort of like did a dick cheney where he's like oh we have to look for the new uh the new host and we're gonna have all these people oh but i guess i'm in the running too and then it's like oh by the way i'm getting the job that's so weird um and then it just came out like appoint yourself yeah and then you know as podcasters we have to be careful but like people went through all of his like old podcasts and he told all of these like terrible tasteless sexist racist ableist jokes wait on his podcast yeah it was like his podcast and then people he also had worked as a producer on the price is right and was involved in a lawsuit uh for like sex discrimination i think one of the models either got fired or 
didn't get rehired after she was pregnant. There was like a lot of different things, but the podcast stuff was sort of the last straw because one of the reporters at the ringer, I guess, went and basically listened to like all the episodes of his old podcast and just sort of like listed all of the like horrible offensive jokes and things that he said. And then the day after that article came back, came out, uh, he like this morning, he officially announced he was stepping down. Why didn't he just take it, take them down? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You'd think that you would just erase everything, but what kind of career did this man have where he like was a podcast host and then became the executive producer of Jeopardy? I don't know. It's, I mean, he worked, I think he like interned at the tonight show, like out of college. And then somehow he finagled himself into a job at the price is right. And then like worked his way up the price is right for a long time. And then when the longtime executive producer of jeopardy retired, like, right. Um, I think as Alex was sick, he somehow landed that job just like in 2019 like very recently is he like young i mean he's like in his 40s huh um yeah but this was a long tangent now i don't remember what the point of this was we were talking Um, about shows you would have to stream oh yeah just that like oh yeah the real scandal aside from all this hosting stuff is like there's no deal like sony who produces jeopardy won't make a deal with a streaming service to have the episodes air somewhere so it's like this is this is what's causing you your audience to get older and older and like i mean i think some young people watch jeopardy but it seems like it would just be so much more accessible if the episodes were on literally any streaming service and people could watch them instead of like people that get you know linear tv which i think is mostly older people they should put it all on TikTok. They should put it on TikTok. That's People really- love quizzes on TikTok. It's like, remember that guy? Do you remember that show that was on like Twitter? Or maybe that was on TikTok too. I don't remember. Like where it was like this guy and it was like a quiz show and you could win money and everybody got obsessed with it for like one week. And then he was like the highest paid person in media for like a day. And then he like got fired because he wanted to be in a commercial or something and they wouldn't let him so he just quit yeah and then the whole what was that called oh hq and everybody wanted to fuck him what yeah was that yeah guy? What, what was his was name you what was yeah, it on it was just it's it was its own app it was yeah you just had the hq i probably still have it on my phone and so, his name was like his like, name was scott scott he was yeah he was cute and then they had and then yeah he left and then they had all these other people host and it just was never the same they never got the magic back no. God, that, I mean, and that was not that long ago. And that is just gone from like everybody's memory. Nobody thinks about it. Yeah, that was like two years ago. That was very recent. Yeah. Because I, I remember I had already been on Jeopardy when that thing came out. Yeah. And I was really bad at it. I was like, how could I be good enough at trivia to be on Jeopardy? And yet I cannot win one cent on this fucking HQ app. What the fuck? I don't know. Is it still? Yeah. 2017 was the original release date, the initial release date. Yeah, but I don't think it got popular until like 2019. Well, I, yeah, but that was, I mean, that's three years ago. Yeah. 
that it was even released. Um, yeah, they should have Scott be the new host of Jeopardy. They should. He was great. Everybody loved him. Well, this is an unpopular opinion, but I don't think LeVar Burton was that good. I don't. I didn't want, I mean, I didn't, I, like I said, I wasn't invested in this. At yeah, all, he was fine, but I think uh, Ken Jennings and Aaron Rodgers were the two best. Ken Jennings, I mean, I, again, I didn't watch any of it, but like, I just don't like Ken Jennings. Oh, really? I do. He's just, to me, like, this, like, smarmy guy who, like, I don't like his shtick. I don't like his vibe. I just like, I think he seems like kind of a dick. No, I get it. I get it. Like, he probably is. He reminds me of the other guy that I don't like, the guy that hosts, um, oh my God, what's that quiz, that like comedy quiz show on NPR? Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He oh, like that I don't like so I don't like those people who are like intellectual comedians or whatever mm-hmm. who are like only not funny just cute and they're like very like NPR like I just Carl Sagal is that his Carl name? Sagal yeah. yeah I went and saw that show live once Ugh. and then like I heard an interview with him where he was on like um I think he was on the Nerdist and I like listened to the interview with him it was a long time ago obviously. And he was just like trying to prove his chops as a real comedian and he was just being so cringy and like embarrassing i just like i don't know i just like i can't I don't yeah like well and any of those npr personalities if you take them out of their like natural habitat of npr and throw them in any other situation they just come off as like complete freaks well be, yeah like they're they're because like their whole thing is to like have an air of like reserved arrogance to them and so like you always get the sense that they're pulling their punches, but the truth is they're just not that funny. Yeah, no, totally. Um, Ugh, but anyway. I hate NPR. No. I haven't listened to NPR since, I mean, honestly, I'm such a moron. I haven't listened to it since I lived in Chicago. <laughs> but just like when I came back, well, for a totally different reason, but like when I lived when I, I grew up in LA listening to it, I moved to Chicago and I listened to it and I was a member. And then I moved back to LA and like, there was, there were like almost no news at all. And it was all just like world music. Like that was all that KCRW had when I first got back. In yeah. Age, but I was like, this sucks. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know. I was trying to listen to their like daily news podcast. That's only like 10 minutes long every morning. It got, I don't know, they were, they interviewed like John Bolton about the situation in Afghanistan. I'm just like, you're fucking, all of you are just like in bed with the neocons. I'm just so worried that this whole situation is going to turn into like, we have to invade somewhere again. And it's like, we've been through this before. Oh, the Afghanistan thing? Yeah. It's like. Uh, What I kind of think is going to happen is like, and I'm a total idiot. So don't take anything I say, like, please just don't make fun of me. But like, it seems like we already kind of had to like go back, like send more people back to like help. And I kind of think it's going to be like, and then we're going to send a few more people back and a few more. And like, we're never going to actually leave. Like, I feel like that's kind of like a thing we might do as a country. Yeah, no, that's probably right. Like uh, whatever. We don't have to get into that. That's really not our area of expertise. Well, we literally have no idea what we're talking no. about. So uh, shall we move on to the newsletters? Um, sure. It's a light week. Oh, it is a featherweight of a week. Mm. Um, so what was your best? 
Okay, my best was the um little like fruit guide. I just thought it was fun and informative and um, you know, everyone's eating and buying a lot of fruit right now and fruits on the mind. We've got fruit on the brain and like, why not have this nice little um, guide to like when all these different fruits are in season, especially because right now I'm like starting to get paranoid. Like at this of the summer, I start to think like, am I fucking up? Because like, can I still buy a tomato? It's August 20th. Yeah. I think I can. You know what I mean? So I just want it, someone to kind of hold my hand and guide me through it. I, and this was also my best. I love, you know, a goop guide. This one was pretty, um, it's pretty like succinct. It tells you everything you need to know. I don't, I feel like they didn't miss any big fruits it, and it's just I think like, they missed, I think tomatoes should have been on this. Oh yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. they have, so yeah, they have like 14 different fruits. Uh, what season they're in, do they continue to ripen after they're picked? Uh, what to look for when you're buying, how, like what to, how to touch them, what to smell for, um, if they produce ethylene, which is something that I guess causes the things next to it to ripen really fast. So if oh, one of, yeah. You know, one of the fruits produces ethylene you don't want to put it next to other fruits and then they link to um goop recipes that you can use with uh with each of the fruit and they tell you what to do when um they're overly ripe which can definitely be a concern here in our summer bounty when we're buying maybe too much fruit when we're going yeah totally wild and just like doing whatever we want but the, yeah, the summer is like, it's intense because so many things are in season at the same time. So like I, you know, you know, I know to buy stone fruit. I know to buy tomatoes. I know to buy corn on the cob. But then like on this guide, I was like, oh fuck, cantaloupe's in season two. Like I need to buy a great cantaloupe at the farmer's market this weekend. And I, it just like didn't even cross my mind. I'd been thinking about it because Molly Boz has been going on Instagram screaming that this is the summer of melon. Oh God, like- I can't. She, I was sort of ambivalent about her while she was at BA. And now she's like my number one food enemy. I can't stand her brand. I don't like her brand either. I don't think she's my number one food enemy, but it's like, I need her to start writing. I like her linguistic style is so irritating to me. Like I, I get it. She, she shortens words, but like, I literally don't know what she's saying half the time. it's every single word it's psychotic it's what it is it's like i don't i don't know what her i guess she has like a relatively big following but it just seems so condescending and like cutesy and and her recipes are fine i don't know i just i've never made one like I don't know that i have either actually but they all seem just pretty generic like very sort of like this is the stereotypical like millennial way to use this ingredient or whatever yeah they're all like instagram recipes i do i also feel like everyone i'm sorry this might be controversial but it feels like basically the fucking impact of alice and roman is still like going through the entire food industry Mm. so hard like i feel like she was so influential Oh, totally. And she like, and I, there's things about her personality and her like aesthetics that I don't really like, like, I don't really like to watch her videos that much, but 
I'll say this about her. Her recipes really do have a point of view and they really have like strong, interesting flavors. They hold, her recipes are good. Yeah. And like Molly is, Molly's like the, yeah, the superficial aspects of Alison Roman without any of the like creativity or, or like um, point of view. Interesting. And she's like, I, I, Allison has like a little bit of a prickly personality, which I think, you know, can go either way. People like it and then, you know, maybe some people don't like it, but Molly just seems like too, I don't know, too like sweet or like goofy. I don't there's you know, something about her. It really disturbed me how like the day of the inauguration, remember how everybody had the fucking jewel tones? Oh yeah, yeah. I was so disappointed in. That day, she came out with a line of jewel tone aprons matching what everybody wore. Pretty fishy. Well, cause she already had the apron line. So she just Uh had the colors, but like, I mean, she must have had some insight in for me. I don't know. Maybe she's a CIA asset. I was like, what is this? The, that day, or maybe the next day. And I was like, don't encourage the jewel tones, first of all. Secondly, like, why are you like, why are you so prepared to do this? I don't know. It's like good marketing, I guess. It just it made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, she I mean, she's that's what I guess she's good at is like marketing and branding stuff but i don't like have none of her recipes have really like permeated the bigger culture like gone viral right i think it's her she's the it's like her personality has but i don't think that there's Mm -hmm. like a molly boz recipe that everybody's like oh my god have you tried her say (laughs) sal whatever yeah and what even like it's just is it it's just caesar salad that she abbreviates like is the caesar salad in and of itself even like a new version of caesar salad no and it's not even i don't even think she has a i mean she must show recipes to make like classic ones and stuff i think she mostly just talks about how much she likes them well i remember like on the old ba podcast with adam rapaport like he was obviously obsessed with her because he loves he loves like young pretty white women (laughs) and so she was like his favorite but they it was like a year of podcasts about these stupid um like best ba's best chicken parmesan and it was like this like cutesy debate where they were like fake fighting with each other i just can't stand it it's like i mean literally just clicking on one random recipe on her instagram oh that it's a yum scrum plate of peanutty pork nudes from hashtag cook this book which i will be making on sunday night and a new fun thing called sunday sups like it's so annoying I'm really glad that she's not part of Bon Appetit anymore. Nudes, sups, yum scrum. Like, I just. It's sick, sickening. I think her plating is fantastic. It like looks so good. It looks yeah. so beautiful. Her like, her Instagram is great. It looks amazing. And I do, is she still living in that house in Palm Springs? That was a nice house. Uh, that was in, I think that was in Joshua Tree. Oh, Joshua Tree. Um, but no, she's not. Mm. All right. Anyway. Well, uh, but yeah, I guess the moral of that story is we like the goop fruit guy. <laughs> anyway, we like, yeah, we like the goop fruit guy. Okay. Moving. What was your, what worst? if she listens to this and like, we hurt her feelings, God, <sighs> whatever, she... how deep it goes. Also, can I tell you one other really embarrassing thing? Mm. One time I was watching her stories 
of like her cooking something and I swear to god it was an accident my finger slipped and I accidentally replied with like the fire <laughs> reply I've, I've done on, that like, before. one of her recipes and I was like I would never do that to like a celebrity chef like I would just I was like I can't believe I did that I wanted to like undo it I don't I think like, that's I, that embarrassing. I bet a lot, like that's a lot of people go through stories and just like swipe either the I'm clapping sure a lot hands of do, or the but fire. I just, I, that, I, that isn't me. Yeah. And, and the fact that it was so plausible made it worse. You know, like it wasn't the like laughing emoji or the fucking hearts or something. I mean, it was like the fire, which is yeah. exactly what those people would put. It was just, I, I wanted to, I was so upset. That's really funny. Anyway. Ugh. Uh, okay, what was your worst? Okay, so my worst was... Shit, I didn't collect... I didn't select a worst. Well... Not... Okay, sorry. You go and then I'll mm, go. Um, <laughs> no worries. My worst was... Again, this was like a very light week. There wasn't really much to choose from. Um, but this article... And I think they might have even published this before, but it was called Does Your Body Really Absorb Supplements? Oh, real, tell me about this because I want to hear about it. Well, I mean, as we all know, Goop is a business and all of these articles are written to sell Goop products. So that's not a surprise. But like this sort of fake, incredulous voice they put on about like mm, does this really work and then it's like well yeah of course it does and ours are the best versions of this and here click through to this link to buy them and this was just like such an obvious thing of like oh you know some people say supplements aren't um useful or important but our you know our our very scientific team here at goop actually is going to tell you that uh our you know vitamin protocols are like are highly absorbed like absorb uh, by your body and blah, blah, blah. And they have everything that you need. So, so rude, so annoying. Yeah, so it was just saying- but You uh, are a big supplement person. I am, and that's the thing is like, I agree, I guess I agree with it. I'm a supplement person because I just, I feel like it's better to be safe than sorry, even though it's an expensive habit to have. Yeah. Uh, but it's true. I mean, some, they say, you know, many of us are not getting enough of the nutrients we need. Um, you know, vitamin A, D, E, C, chlorine, choline, calcium, magnesium, iron, blah, blah, blah. Um, fortunately research shows that nutrients from supplements get absorbed into our bodies to help fill nutritional gaps. Um, and then they have a section called the upside of protocol daily protocols. So then they go through all of the goop vitamin protocols, which I do not buy because those are so expensive and such a waste of money. And you can get the exact same thing by yes. like making it yourself. Um, and then they interview Gerda, um, who is shilling for Madam Overy. I really do think Goop is gonna is leaning hard into this menopause thing. Well, they always, I mean, they're always like dancing with it, but then yeah. they also dance with like infertility and stuff like that. And then they say like one, the one vitamin that you really wouldn't get enough of just in a multivitamin is vitamin D. You should always have an extra vitamin D supplement. And that is one that actually I can see like empirical evidence, the more 
vitamin D I take, the higher my vitamin D levels are when I get my blood work done. So I actually know for, I mean, I don't know if it does anything necessarily, but I do know that my vitamin D levels, uh, which were like extremely depleted for several years have like gone back up into the normal range because I eat so much vitamin D. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, did you read the philosopher explaining mansplaining and gaslighting? I did. And I'll just be truthful. I didn't like that article. I, but I did, I don't feel comfortable really as a man. I don't really feel comfortable, um, ragging on it or making it my worst of the week. So I'll let you it's talk definitely about that. Not my, well, see, I didn't, I kind of liked it, but I was just thinking like, this was just something that I had like lingering around and like, didn't really know what to do with because like, I do think that just like in general, if you hear somebody as like an associate professor who studies misogyny, I'm like, mm. okay. Yeah. But I actually, and that she wrote a book called Entitled How Male Privilege Hurts Women. I mean, it's just like generally like the kind of thing that I'm like, e, I don't know. But then like, I did really like, I thought that everything, I kind of agreed with everything that she said. I did like that she was like, it's not just like a, it's not just like women getting like sexually assaulted like entitlement and like misogyny like affects women in like all kinds of different ways which i feel like kind of gets like ignored and like when we talk about it now yeah like, i, I mean I, that's the thing you were trying to bring it back to that and she's like there's other stuff too I don't yeah know. all the points she made were like very valid and i mean yeah it you know runs the gamut from from like sexual assault to these more sort of, you know, pernicious versions of, of misogyny and male entitlement. But yeah, it's like the titles of the books are like, so sort of his, well, I can't say they're hysterical. Well, you just did. <laughs> but like entitled how male privilege hurts women. And what's the other one? Um, her first one is called something funny too. Uh, and again, you know, I'm sure these books are really well researched and, uh, oh, Down Girl, The Logic of Misogyny. Um, good for her. I agree. And I, it's funny. I, I, I mean, I don't know what, how I come across, especially like if you don't know me very well, maybe, maybe I come across as like entitled or I don't, I don't think I come across as misogynist, but it was just funny. Like at this tennis lesson I went to yesterday, like it was mostly women. There was three guys and I get like, I don't know. I get like a little competitive, not with anyone else really, just like with myself. But I really did feel like I had to, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but I had to just like be a little like, you know, quieter and like not unleash my my full competitive nature. And because I feel like I would have come across as like this like raging testosterone laden like misogynist. I don't know. So like you're the oppressed one. Yeah, why? Well, because I, I, cause I, you can't I see, play tennis as hard as you wanted. Well, no, it, it's not about that. It's just like my reaction. Like I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want like cuss or like scream. Like come on, like you know, like do yeah, that. Yeah, you couldn't of, do that. Yeah. But it's part of the fun of playing tennis. I think. Well, I don't know. I'm not a tennis player. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I definitely think that we're all kind of like having a little bit of a reckoning where we're like re re behavior that we used to feel like was our right mm -hmm. like and now have to like acknowledge or just like understand how like the way we act makes other people feel and like how what to us just seems like 
you know, something that we should do and can yeah. do might to other people feel like a violation or like a threat even, or just like um, something that makes other people feel really uncomfortable. Like, I, and you don't exactly always know where that line is. No. It's like kind of new, but, but like, you, yeah, you have to be. Like, we're all like examining our privilege and it. like examining how we just like interact with other people in the world. Cause like, I think as, as like a little boy, I was, I mean, and I was not necessarily like your typical, like athletic little boy, but you're just sort of encouraged both to be when you're like playing sports or doing anything to be like vocal and like competitive. And then also in school, I feel like I was very much encouraged to like raise my hand if I knew the answer and like talk in class. And I always thought that that was like good for me to do that. But looking back, you're like, oh no, that could be like really annoying, especially if there are, you know, women or, you know, people of color who were definitely like the minority in my public school who don't feel as comfortable like sharing their experiences in class or like raising their hand. And it's just, yeah, it, I don't know. It makes you think like, oh, I can be quiet and I'm still okay. Like, I don't need to like contribute to every conversation. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I just like, I mean, I don't really know. Um, but I guess like it wasn't my worst. It's like, I guess my worst would be just like misogyny in general, but like, does her book have to be called entitled colon how male privilege hurts women? Like, does it have to be called that? I, I think that's like, <laughs> yeah, the, called it something else. the publishing industry. It's like, that's just like the, the way that these titles are. It's like one word and then a little subtitle. I, I say just down with subtitles like not subtitle is that the right word to say subtitle that's not a subtitle. i don't know i don't know what the correct word how is. male privilege hurts women i don't know i mean i guess it does um it does it does it does um i don't know i'll just say my worst was the infertility guide it was like really boring and i don't want to think about it <laughs> oh yeah i didn't even read that one yeah um, um all right okay do you have a craziest or saddest yeah I don't know if it's craziest or saddest but like also on that berry or that fruit piece mm. there was like a an ad for like a mirror just for looking at your own vagina it was like a mirror that you hold between your thighs and squat mm. and then you can like see your like vulva great and like part of what I didn't like about it was like, you know, there was this phase that like gynecology went through when I was like in my early 20s where they were like, oh, like you have to have your own speculum and like your own like and like here's a mirror and a flashlight and like go home and like look at it like once you've never really seen your fucking pussy like look at it. And so everyone had to like look at it. <laughs> Cause you need like a mirror cause it's yeah. like underneath sure. your body. And so like, you know, you would like go home and like crank it open and hold a mirror and like, be like, all right, like, I fucking here it is world. It. There it is. There Take it or leave it. <laughs> and like, I guess that was like good for me. I don't know, but I, I, I don't think you need a special mirror that fits between your thighs. Like, you can just use like a hand mirror or like if you have a full body mirror, like you just mm. like lie down. Like there are lots of ways if you need mm. to see it, if you need to, 
-hmm. which again, not even sure that you do, but I guess it, I guess it's good that like, you know, you have this thing that, you know, your doctor sees it and like other people see it, but you've never seen it. It is kind of like an alienating. Yeah. 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 It's kind of weird, but I mean, like, I don't know, like, do people really see like their own assholes? Like there are parts of your body that you just don't really, you don't really get your eyes on that often. Yeah. And I mean, unless you make a concerted effort, um, then yeah, maybe that is good to, to really be in touch with your body and to not have shame or insecurities about certain parts of your body. And Goop did a great, you know, service to the world when they showed all of those vulvas on their TV show. I really did. You know, when I did that, I was like, you know, it's not that bad. <laughs> I had, I was really, cause I always was like, I always thought the gold standard of vaginas was Paris Hilton's. Oh, I, you know, I, I guess I never watched, I don't watch any of those sex tapes. So I don't Well, really... I think it was, I think it was in a, an upskirt. I don't remember. Oh. I just thought it was like really perfect. It was just very like small and compact. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, I'll never, but you know, it's really, it's really not that bad, you know? Good for you. Thanks. But I think they might all be fine. I think they all look kind of the same. Well, not according to the Goop show. It was all different shapes and sizes. Inside, was, oh, outside. Yeah. Do you think one of those was Gwyneth's? That was the rumor. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think she would have. I don't think she would have done that. Because even anonymously, they probably would have had to pay her so much. But it also seems like the kind of thing where she'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. No one's going to know. Who knows? Or she could have been like, yeah, I'll do it, but then never did it, but then like led people to believe that she did. That would also be like, yeah, I could see that. I think is to like leave it anonymous so you don't know if she did or not, but she didn't. Yeah. But yeah, they definitely don't need to like sell. I mean, that's I guess what Goop does, but they don't need to like sell a specific Vulva mirror it's when like any mirror kind of, will do. It's kind of like the reverse of what it's supposed to be, where it's like this should be like a very easy, it's like the whole point is like it's your body have ownership over it but in order to do it you have to pay someone else money like mm-hmm. it's so stupid it's like it's my fucking pussy yeah. i can't lift my leg and stand in front of a mirror <laughs> like i have to buy this fucking thing and kneel and squat it's not worth it then yeah. i don't have to pay you i don't have to give this bitch however much money 50 bucks oh man or whatever it costs are you fucking kidding me well i mean maybe uh maybe they'll run a contest for anyone who uses this mirror next season of the goop show your vulva can be on blasted on netflix you can you can anonymously show your vulva as a to empower women maybe this is a secret surveillance thing with these mirrors and all the information is being collected oh i'm sure it is and then you'll start getting yeah like vulva ads yeah based on like what's wrong with it it'll be like here's your like vulva like cleaning <laughs> materials i don't know what you your vulva is a self i think your vulva cleans itself uh yeah you would know that if you follow jen gunter on twitter oh they've been screaming it in my face mm. for my entire life she got a dog and i think now the dog has his own twitter account too so now it's like gunter gunter jason and the dog 
Oh, the mirror is also lit up. Oh, okay. It's a hands-free LED mirror that gives you a clear, unrestricted view of your vulva. Hands-free? Where do you put it? Where? Who? How That's do you hold it? That's the point. It? You put it between your legs. Oh, you just put it between your legs. I see. You hold it. It's called the V version. It's sixty-four dollars. Oh, and it's, they don't even sell it on Goop. It's just like an ad. I'm just gonna send you a link to it because I think you should see it. I'm gonna put it in the chat. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway. Um. All right. So my, this is sort of a stretch, sad and, or crazy. Uh, oh, wait, let me look at this link. Um, but so I was looking at, you know, everyone's vacations where they were, you know, some of, you know, Jean went to Iceland. Oh, I see this mirror. Oh, so you're still having to sit down. Huh. Well, I guess you could stand up. Yeah. I was thinking you stood up, but sitting down is great. And it gives you a nice little peek. It looks like an Etch-a-Sketch, sort of. Yeah. Only one color, dark teal. Four reviews. Four, it's 4.5 stars, so four, it must be three four-star reviews and one four-star review. It's pretty good odds. One person gave it four stars and said it would be great if there was a magnifier. Okay. <laughs> You're pussy's just so small you can it's barely so see tiny. it i can't see it without a magnifying glass <laughs> i um, love it i've been insecure about that area down there my whole life but this mirror is helping me get past that as i'm learning the difference the different parts of my vulva and trying to see those parts as beautiful after reading emily nagoski's come as you are book mm-hmm then another person gave it four stars and also said they wanted a magnifying mirror. Oh, looks like they have something to improve for version 2.0. I guess so. The people have spoken. Uh, oh, yeah. So these vacations, great. Far-flung locales, exotic places. Um, most of the Goop staff is having a good old time. And then I wanted to check in on poor old lauren roxborough oh god was... well yeah i mean is jean visiting her because didn't she move to iceland no she moved to that's what's bad is she moved to new zealand with oh. her husband right before covid and now she can't you can't go out of new zealand if you're new, it's a complete lockdown and they just started another one so lauren roxborough <laughs> is wandering around new zealand no one knows who she is no one has heard of a foam roller her stories are increasingly unhinged okay. just like taking hikes um, outside she can't see anyone except for her husband the whole country is on lockdown and she must really rue the day where she decided to leave goop and los angeles behind she must be yeah i, f- I do feel bad for i mean like oh man in australia new zealand they've had it i mean they've had fewer covid cases obviously but wow, they've really been shut down for like two years now. Seems yeah, crazy. She's in a sauna with her daughter, which seems like dangerous. I mean, I guess if it's just her and her daughter. I don't think children are supposed to go in saunas. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I think that's like 12 and up usually. This child looks under 12 to me. Hmm. It's like a little girl. No, she's under 12. She's a little girl. I wonder if she'll grow up with a New Zealand accent, probably. Is her dad from New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's why she's there. Because her husband, remember, was that like film producer who was from New Zealand and then they moved back there and then the pandemic happened. 
bad timing. She's still pushing these fucking foam rollers, though. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, maybe next year, low row, you can take a trip. I do. Iceland. Jean, Jean always has the best, the best time everywhere. Like no matter where Jean goes, it just automatically seems so chic. Yeah. Um, but especially Iceland, like just the fact that she's like touring the country, eating different fish soups is like, so cool. She's fucking cool, dude. I mean, yeah. what is this? She's eating a pancake and a fish soup. I think so. What is this? A pancake? What is On this? Oh, it's another soup. And I think they're all soups. Yeah. She's not the greatest Instagram photographer, but. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. Oh my God. Look at this cool pool she was in. Yeah. Cause I Hot always thought of, by the side of the road. I always thought of Iceland as a little played out. Like it was so trendy to go to a while ago, but I think Jean just makes it cool again. It is a beautiful country. Oh yeah. You were there, right? I was there for like, less than 24 hours because it was when we went to edinburgh for john's show that he directed and then we had like to like we got cheap tickets on the icelandic um airline and then uh there was like a you know 12 hour layover or whatever so we spent the day in Reykjavik that's so cool but it was yeah it was fun um yeah i gotta get out of this fucking country man one day one day Monday maybe maybe I'll go to fucking Scotland for December I mean it's gonna it'll be cold yeah it will be but I'd I'd actually love to go to uh the UK for like Christmas time that seems really fun yeah all right what would you try uh i would try regulating my blood sugar i don't think i have a problem with it i think it's fine but i always feel okay i always feel like shit and i always feel exhausted and i always feel like i'm both like hyperactive and about to fall asleep like my heart's racing but i'm gonna pass out like i just feel like shit all the time but I'm really healthy. I mean, I just got like every blood test in the world in May. So, I mean, I guess things could have taken a drastic downhill plunge, but I don't think so. But I just, I, I feel like it's sugar. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm like spiking my blood sugar way too high. Mm. And like, just doing whatever the fuck I want. So I want to really try to like regulate that. Yeah. I, I was for several years, I would have like horrible crashes in the afternoon and like basically not be able to even function between like three and 6 PM. And yeah. I don't really know what's changed, but I don't, I guess I have put a like limit on my caffeine intake and I guess I'm exercising more than I used to. That's those are the only real things I can point to. I mean, that's a lot. But I guess that's but enough. You did the sweet kick, right? I did the sweet kick, yeah. And like, um, but I'm, I mean, I, I'm eating. I mean, I'm not going crazy, but like, I'm definitely eating sugar. Uh, I went to 
Jenny's last weekend and got two pints of my of Nancy Pelosi ice cream. So I've been dipping into that this week. Um, yeah, like I've definitely been eating a lot of sugar, like lately. I don't know. I'm probably like totally my brain is scrambled eggs right now. So probably maybe it's the sugar. Maybe it's just the heat. I don't know. I always think like, as long as you eat protein with your meal, like you can have a little sugar and your blood sugar won't go crazy, but maybe that's totally wrong. I've also been eating really low protein. Oh, if you're doing low protein, high sugar, I feel like that's probably a recipe for disaster. I know, but it's like, that's what my body, not my body, my like soul craves. I hate all forms of protein. (laughs) (laughs) I love sugar. Uh, What am I going to do? The only type of protein that I like is fucking steak oh and chicken interesting which i'm trying not to eat at all yeah i oh man i wasn't eating like any red meat but then last night after tennis i was so exhausted that i just went through the del taco drive-thru because it was like the only thing on the way home and i got a taco with beef i didn't even have the energy to order a beyond taco I know you didn't have that extra word. Was just I, I actually kind of hate the beyond. Well, you know, I've been doing like hungry root. Oh, right. Yeah. And so I've just been having a lot of like tofu nuggets, like flavored tofu nuggets with vegetables stuck in like a tortilla or something. Oh, that's not, I love tofu. I could eat tofu like every day. I love it. Yeah. I like tofu too. I don't like they sent me a soy rizzo that I like really didn't like. Mm. Normally I think it's okay. I like soy. I like the Trader Joe's soy rizzo. They sent me a just egg, which I'm excited to try. I've never tried those. I hate eggs. So either it'll be great or it'll be bad. Interesting. I did hear that they've rejiggered the recipe for beyond burgers and beyond meat. Um, so I'm sort of, cause I, the first time I had the Del Taco Beyond Tacos, it was like totally disgusting, but now yeah. I'm sort of curious to try it again if they change the formula. I mean, it's okay if it's like mixed with something, but when it's like the main ingredient, like a hamburger made out of it, it's so gross to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that whole, I just think the whole sort of Beyond Impossible thing is like, really not as going to be as big as people are thinking because i i do think most people if they want a veggie burger most of the time they want a real veggie burger that like tastes like a veggie burger yeah and they like i I, there's i don't know i i think the best veggie burger i've ever had is still a boca burger i think they're delicious and then the second best is the america's test kitchen black bean burger oh yeah that always sounds really good when you talk about it yeah. I really like the Trader Joe's, the high protein veggie burger that it has like a little bit of the pea protein in it, but it also has uh, like soy and maybe some like brown rice or something. I feel like that's a very good middle ground. Yeah. It's um, like, I'm, it's, I would rather, I pretty much always rather have something that's like the best version of itself than like trying to be something else. Yeah. Um, but I get it if you're like really trying to be like a very strict 100% like vegan and you really are craving it and you haven't had meat in like a couple of years or something or like a year, I could see that like kind of filling oh, that. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a, a time and a place for it. Yeah. Like, 
And I do like the honeybee impossible burgers and even the Burger King impossible whoppers are pretty good. I feel like you go to honeybee all the time. I don't go to honeybee that often. Oh, okay. I, I just like it. I like especially their their fake chicken sandwich. It's I just really think it's good. Even though the CEO is like a complete psychopath. I know. I'm like when I whenever you send me stuff about the CEO, I like literally just like laugh out loud. I just like giggle. It's so I, get it's like I still get thing. emails like every week about their like investment strategies and like their path to their IPO or whatever. Wasn't he just saying like if you want to like come to Honeybee and like buy a buy food for me, like you can also give me like five thousand dollars while you're here it was, and like help me be and you can I, become an investor. I think the minimum was like three hundred fifty dollars. But yeah, it's like anytime you go on the Honeybee website, it's like, do you want a burger? Click. Do you want to be an investor? And they and he keeps doing these videos where he walks around to different like fast food like he did one in 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 and out, and he was like, oh, pretty nice here. I mean, wow, Danny Meyer, like what a great businessman. Uh, it's just too bad they don't have a good vegan option. Yeah, he uh, was like so upset. He's like, it's not vegan, but we do like to see this. Yeah, because so I guess they have. I've never tried the veggie burger at not In and Out. I'm uh, Shake Shack. You know they have a I veggie went? burger. Yeah afterwards on the menu but they didn't have it mm-hmm. but if you want to be vegetarian at shake shack they have you more than covered with that oh that mushroom thing right? yeah but that's definitely way worse for you than just getting like a regular <laughs> shit's so good it's or you can get it on top of your regular burger that's- that was always my order back in the day at the, or- the original shake shack in madison square park yeah mm-hmm. uh all right anyway what would i try i oh the Goop Cruise. It's coming up. Back? Um, oh, no. Sorry. This is what I would buy. Wait. All right. Forget that I said that. Okay. Pretend that I didn't say it. What I would try is uh, was on Instagram. It was the Pina Colada smoothie. Oh, okay. By Dr. Frank Lipman. Um, it just seemed like a good... I don't know. I never, I never think about buying frozen pineapple, but this seemed like a good use for it. Uh, and it's pretty simple. You just do frozen pineapple, almond milk, a little protein powder, shredded coconut. And then they tell you to put like avocado and coconut oil in it. And I feel like you sort of don't even need to do that. Definitely not both of them. Seems like a lot. Yeah. I like, no. if I, if I needed a little extra fat in that thing, I probably would maybe just do like a spoonful of almond butter or peanut butter or something. I don't know. I'm definitely not adding coconut oil to anything. This is that time has coconut passed. oil is a thing of the past. Absolutely, and now now we're that not I am, eating coconut oil anymore. I mean, I'm because I'm like literally taking a statin. Like that'll just undo whatever my statin is doing. There's no point for me to eat coconut oil. You know. No, I think that that was like a bullshit. Trend. I feel like trust your gut with this stuff. Like if someone is telling you to do something that's completely counterintuitive and doesn't make any fucking sense and you know is not backed up by any medical body, mm-hmm. just don't do it. Yeah. Like it's obviously stupid. Yeah, tr- trust your intuition because I think maybe there's there's some people, some like malnourished people that like coconut oil does feel very like nutritious and like you're getting stuff. But whenever I ate coconut oil, I would just envision my like gravestone <laughs> it was yeah. like brian rucker died of a heart attack some food just fucking freaks me out yeah, yeah like that's how i feel when i'm eating that red meat like oh, yeah. i'm just like 
I just feel or like too much sugar. I'm like, I just seem dying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, I still do it. Um, yeah, eat foods where you don't envision yourself dying. Eat food that doesn't make you envision your own death. They're out there. I or so I'm told. Uh, okay. What would you buy? Oh, I would just buy. So, like last week, I bought that Rahua. I'm, I know I'm saying that wrong. Shampoo, and there was this little listicle that was like moisturize your entire self from head to toe, hmm. and it had the Rahua. I know I'm saying that wrong. I feel like really stupid the way I'm saying that. Um, hair mask and. I think I would buy that. I feel like that's going to be like my brand for the next like little bit of time, not forever, but for like, you know, the next couple of months. Rahua. I I think that's right. How else are you supposed to pronounce it? I don't know. It just doesn't sound right. Does it? Sounds right to me. Okay. It sort of reminds me of Awapuhi. What's that? That was the like it was like the '90s shampoo by Paul Mitchell that t- that smelled like it was sort of like watermelon smelling. Ooh, that sounds nice. Um, it was the shampoo I used when I was a kid. That sounds Awapui. Awapui. Okay, now I would buy. Okay. This Goop Cruise that is happening October 30th. I think it's not selling well because now on the celebrity celebrity cruise website or whatever if you get like an indoor room you so you have don't have a view it's the you know bottom rung lowest of the low but for a seven-day cruise to the caribbean all-inclusive it's 769 dollars this is for the for how long seven days it's how much 769 dollars wait that seems do you have to pay on top of that? I don't think so. I mean, you have to fly there. So you have to buy a, to Florida to get the boat. But the inside, I mean, there was, it was like, well, and there was like a $150 resort fee or something. So, you know, like all those things. There's something. A day? But no. Oh God. No, it couldn't be a day. Are oh, you wait, sure? Maybe that's the trick. Is it $150 a day resort fee? That would be the trick. No, I don't know. Let's see. Inside seven hundred and forty nine dollars. Prices okay. I don't know. It just says, and what's included? Menus by Michelin star chef, pool deck, hot tub, solarium, ten chic bars and lounges. I so I wonder if like you probably have to pay extra for the food and drink maybe. These wait, why are these? are cruises just cheap because no one's going on them anymore because everyone's afraid of them because i'm on their website and these things are fucking cheap i think so i think guys this is really we all need to go on a cruise okay we yeah we should do a goop yourself cruise on the goop cruise yeah it says taxes fees and port expenses 159 dollars 94 cents it does not say per day i think that's total i think you could go on a seven-day caribbean cruise for less than a thousand dollars and it's gwyneth paltrow themed yeah, well, she's not going to be on there, but they'll have some themed. poor lady. Yeah. Well, the and whole thing. No, it's not themed anything. It's just, I think there will be some little nook in the on the ship where there will be like one goop lady doing like a lecture. I think that's all it is. Oh, I see. So it's just like a normal. It's just a completely normal cruise. 
with like some goop lady who's wait where sees the day i see okay this is blowing my mind and these oh are new God. ships when is this... it? there's a tuscan restaurant a sunset bar wait but does it say when it is October 30th is the goop week. Oh, it's coming up so soon. Yeah, it's too soon. I don't think, I mean, we could still go, but I can't maybe next Yeah, maybe next year. October 30th, maybe, maybe. I don't think, I can't take another week off of work, unfortunately. <sighs> Why can't it be one of the three-day cruises? Maybe I'll go on another one. Maybe I should, maybe I need to go on a cruise. <laughs> well, now I've got a whole other thing yeah. to think about. It does. I mean, it seems like a pretty good value for like a tropical vacation compared to like going to, I don't know, a Caribbean island or Hawaii or something and paying for whatever, like a fancy resort. Like definitely yeah. this is cheaper than that. Drinks, Wi-Fi and tips are always included. Drinks, Wi-Fi. Okay. So you're still, you're paying for food. But you're not paying for drinks. Yeah. It seems, I don't know. And you get to go to, so it departs uh, from Fort Lauderdale. You're going to Honduras. You're going to, to Costa Maya. You're going to Cozumel. And you're going to the Bahamas. It's like a pretty good mix of places. Okay. I'm going to go on a cruise. Sounds great. When? can't say who Where? knows well hopefully maybe this pandemic will last forever so the cruises will stay changed. i mean it probably will so cruises yeah. will just become like this like incredibly like high risk thing that only like, yeah. the, the stupidest people in the world do <laughs> and that'll be like me and you so we'll just be like living our cruise life we'll be the only two vaccinated people on the cruise it'll be all like anti-vax crazies i feel like they oh you don't have to I would think you would have to be vaccinated. Oh, absolutely not. No, no, no. This is f going from Florida <laughs> to the Caribbean and Mexico. No, because if they said you had to be vaccinated, well, if you, they said you so had to be vaccinated. They'd burn the boats down. They'd set them all on fire. Yeah, like no one would, because all the cruise people are anti-vax people. And then it would also be like $5,000 because then it would be like, uh, like dnc npr cruise with it'd be like, like barack Ch obama's yeah. birthday party like chasten <laughs> yeah. and uh tom steyer would be like the guest speakers and then it would be like a million dollars yeah you're right then you're so right yeah. oh my god but these are literally i'm so excited about the idea of going on a cruise <laughs> I want to go to the Mexican Riviera for a thousand dollars a person. Yeah, that's the one cruise I went on when I was a kid. Was the Mexican Riviera? Oh, you did? Yeah, my grandparents' fiftieth wedding anniversary. They took the whole family. We went to Puerto Vallarta, Cabo, and Mazatlan. Oh my God! It's I mean, but the ones if you pick one that's that departs from LA, they're like a little more expensive. Yeah, but, but it's probably it. cheaper than getting a plane ticket to Florida. Yeah, yeah, because then you don't have to get a plane ticket. Pacific Coastal. I think a Pacific Coastal sounds like you don't even really leave. You're just kind of like going around <laughs> LA. And that's only $900 a person. It's like the seven day, like from Marina Del Rey to Long Beach. Yeah. That's, an, that's like next March. 
oh my god you can do it for eight hundred dollars if you leave in april i'm like so excited about cruises now this must be the most boring podcast it's just <laughs> me going on websites <laughs> talking about things i want our vacations <laughs> yeah all right wow. um well anyway. yeah it, i mean it's good public service announcement if you guys are you know not afraid of being on a in, in an enclosed boat with like 3,000 insane anti-vaxxers you can do it too yeah you can uh, do it too uh, all right I'm not afraid I'm not afraid either I'm like I'm I'm probably dumb but I'm just like doing I mean I'm vaccinated so like, I feel like the, I mean well we're gonna have to get boosters though yeah I'm great I'm happy to get a booster Boost, every eight yeah, months I'll get boost, a booster every day I don't give a shit I don't care yeah, I'm totally fine with that. But I, but I'm a, I'm like wait, but I have to get a booster. But like, I don't have it. Like, I want to have the maximum amount of vaccine in me at all times. So like, sure, I'm, I'm a little anxious about not having the booster. I mean, I'm getting the booster when the booster is available to me. I can't get it until well, I don't know. We'll get it in like January, December, right? January, yeah, yeah, something like that. It's fine anyway all right guys sorry this was like rambling but you know whatever okay we love you thank you for listening we enjoy your presence in our lives we do and we hope you enjoy our presence too okay we'll talk to you next week bye bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.